Shalom to all. Today we're learning Mishnah's Kalayim, Perak Dalwin, Mishnah Tess, and Perak Hey, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnah's are being learned Lilu, Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sar, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Hernish, Shamash, Ravan, Ulia, and Bishos, Rachel, Basavar, Getol, and Danil, Eliezer, and Spire, Rachel, Ishi, Bigabench, with Zerashal, Kayama, Bakar of Mamish. And now Mishnah Tess continues with the Sugya of being able to plant other things, other styles, other types within a vineyard. So the Mishnah tells us, A person plants his vineyard, and each row of vines is 16 amas away from the other row. You're allowed to plant whatever you want inside there. Now this is a different halacha than the first Mishnah of the Perak. The first Mishnah said that if we have karachas akerem, a 16 amma gap, inside the vineyard, we're allowed to plant what we want in it, but we're only allowed to plant in eight of those amais. This halacha that we just learned is telling us that if every single row in the vineyard is 16 amas apart from each other, so it doesn't even have a din of a kerem, and therefore you're allowed to plant in the entire 16 amas space, minus six tfachim on each side, but you're allowed to plant in the entire 16 amas space, because this isn't even considered a kerem. Now I'm Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says, I have a proof for this. There was a story in a place it's called Salmain. That's in the Galila Hatachton, the Lower Galilee. There was a fellow who planted his vineyard, Al Sheshis Rayama, Sheshis Rayama. Each row of vines was 16 amas apart from the next one. And what did he do? He would turn the end of the vines towards each other, and plant in the plowed space. And the next year, he would turn the end of the vines to the other direction, and plant in the previously unplowed space. And this story was asked to the Chachamim, and they permitted it. They said it was okay. He's allowed to plant in this entire 16 amma space because the vines are 16 amas apart from each other. It's not even considered a kerem. Now, even though we have a proof from this story, it's important to know what this fellow actually did. So let's imagine that this fellow has four rows of vines, row one, two, three, and four. And in between each row, there's 16 amas of space. So year number one, he would take row one and row two of vines, face those vines towards each other, and then take rows three and four and face those vines towards each other. So now, if you look at the space in between rows two and three, you'll realize that the vines are facing away from each other, and that space is completely empty. There's no vines going over that space, because the vines in row two and three are facing away from each other. They're facing rows one and row four. Therefore, that first year, he would plant that entire middle space. That's being called near its plowed. Now the next year, he would turn the vines in the opposite direction. He would take row one and turn it away from row two. He would take row two and turn it towards three, take row three and turn it towards row two, and then take row four and turn it away from row three. So now if you look at the space in between rows one and two and in between rows three and four, you would see that there's no vines over them because the vines are facing in the opposite direction. In year two, he would plant in those spaces. And that space is being called boor. It's being called the unplowed space because in the last year it wasn't plowed. Now why in the world did this fellow do that, you ask? Why didn't he just plant in all these spaces? And that's because it's good to leave ground unplowed and unplanted. When you plant year after year in the same ground, it sucks the nutrients out of the soil and the soil loses its ability to produce quality fruits and vegetables. So therefore he would rotate. Every year he would plant in a different area and then the year that he wasn't planting in a certain area, it was able to replenish all the nutrients in the soil. Good advice if you're going to have a garden one day. But let's just remember before we continue the Mishnah that the Tanakhama just told us if you have your vineyard planted and the rows are 16 amas apart from each other, it's not considered a 
harem in the first place, and you're allowed to plant whatever you want in that entire 16 amas space, obviously minus six tfachim on each side. Now, Rameh Reb Shimon Ahimrim, they argue with that halacha, and they say, Even if a person plants his vineyard, and the vines are eight amas apart from each other, you're allowed to plant in that entire eight amas space, obviously minus six tfachim on each side. Now, why is it that Rameh and Reb Shimon argue? That's because, in the previous Mishnah, we learned that if we have eight amas in between vines, we cannot combine them, they can't be mitzarif to be considered a kerem, a vineyard. So according to Rameh and Reb Shimon, if the vines are eight amas apart from each other, that already is considered that it's not a kerem, and you're allowed to plant whatever you want inside. And now moving on to Parak Hey Mishnah Aleph, continuing to talk about what's considered a kerem. The Mishnah tells us, kerem shacharav, we have a kerem that got destroyed, a whole bunch of vines were removed from this kerem. Now this is different than karachas kerem, which is the first Mishnah in the previous parak. Karachas kerem is, we have a regular kerem, a regular vineyard, and a section was removed from the middle of it. Over here what we're talking about is a regular vineyard, and randomly, spots all throughout this kerem had their vines removed or destroyed. So the question is, is it still considered a kerem halachically? The Mishnah tells us, If across the area of a base saw, a base saw is 50 amas by 50 amas, if we can get 10 gefanim, 10 grapevines, and five of these grapevines are planted, meaning we have two and another three right next to them, that is called a kerem dal. Kerem means it's a vineyard. Dal means it's poor. It's a poor vineyard because it doesn't really have a lot of vines in it. It only has 10 vines across the area of a besa, but it's still considered a kerem. Halachically, it's a vineyard. And therefore, you're not allowed to plant anything in this entire besa of space. You would have to distance whatever you want to plant four amas away, and then you could plant. However, if we're not able to fulfill the condition of the Mishnah, so then this is just considered a bunch of random vines planted, and you're allowed to plant up until six tfachim away from these vines. Another situation, kerem shehuna tua erbuvya, a vineyard which is planted in a non-orderly fashion. It's planted in a mumble-jumble. You know, sometimes you're driving down the road, you pass a field, and you see that everything is planted in these precise orderly rows. This fellow didn't exactly know how to be very straight and organized, so he just planted a bunch of random grapevines all over. So his vineyard might not be considered a halachic kerem because he doesn't have straight orderly rows. The Mishnah tells us, If throughout this entire mumble-jumble of vines, we're able to find two next to three, so then the entire thing is considered a kerem. If not, if this whole thing is such a mumble-jumble, we don't even have five vines planted, this entire thing is not considered a kerem, and you're allowed to plant whatever you want, all the way up until six tfachim away from these vines. Now, Rav Meir says, Since to the eye, it looks like it's a vineyard. It might look like a disorganized vineyard, but it does look like the setup of a vineyard. A person who's driving by sees that it looks like a huge vineyard. So then, we have to treat it like a kerem. Even though it doesn't look very orderly, and even though there isn't five vines planted kehalacha, at the end of the day, it looks like a vineyard. Therefore, you have to distance yourself four amas away from it, and only then you'd be allowed to plant something. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Bays and Gimel. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.